Hello, welcome to the Mount Rushmore State of Health. I'm Samantha Martz, my pronouns are she, her, and I want to start out with a few acknowledgements for the people who have helped me develop this podcast. Thank you to Professor Julie Loveland Swanstrom for helping me get this set up, to Augustana University's media department for letting me use their recording equipment, and to USD for providing valuable insight to projects. Finally, thank you to the people of South Dakota for showing me how truly great our communities are. I want to dive into our discussion today by introducing my first ever guest, Dr. Teresa Martz. As you can probably guess, I brought my mom in here today. Welcome. (laughs) Do you want to say a few words to introduce who you are and what you do? Yes, thank you for having me. Um, As you said, my name is Teresa Martz. The most important thing is I'm a mom of four children. I'm a family physician out in South Central South Dakota, and I work in terms of public health for a federally qualified health center. Um, So I work for Horizon Healthcare. I work in a clinic exclusively, uh, no ER, no hospital, anything with that, and that's what I do. I think a big reason that I found a passion for health and well-being is that I got to grow up around you. I want to start out by just saying how much you've inspired me over the years. I obviously know a little bit about your background, but I think the people of South Dakota really deserve to understand our relationship and, you know, how healthcare has affected it. Can you please share your inspiring story of, you know, how you became a doctor and some of the struggles that you've encountered in your career? Struggles I have had. <laughs> it, I was not the traditional, went from high school to college and on from there. What happened was, you know, back in the day, it was kind of expected that you would go into teaching, you know, as a woman, if you were going to go on to college. And so I had, I had kind of a ability to do well in math and science, and so I was steered in that direction. Um, but I knew that I did not want to be a teacher. So I, I went to college for one year at Wayne State College in Nebraska. I um, had graduated from Orchard High School, and I just did not find what I was looking for there. So I left school, uh, went on and worked for five years in various factory jobs, waitressing, those type of things, got married, had two children, and got divorced, and then uh, decided that I I needed to go back to school to provide a future for my my two children. So I ended up uh, going back into uh, biology and pre-med at Mount Marty College in Yankton. While there, I met my second husband, and we got married at the end of those four years. Then I went on to go to medical school at USD School of Medicine in Vermilion. So we were there for four years. And then I did my residency at Sioux City, Siouxland Medical Education Foundation. And while there, we had two children, you and your sister. And so Yes, the struggles of having a family, you know, during that time were real. It's difficult to know right when you get out of school, you know, what 
type of path you want to lead into. And I think that the world has to kind of take you there and show you what there is out there and what you truly enjoy and what you really think that you would be good at and what you could make a difference at. So that's how I came to go into family practice. And then just kind of looking at that from there, you know, what am I trying to accomplish here? I grew up in a small community, so I wanted to give back to a small community. And so that's that's primarily where I looked. I'm, I could not see myself living in a city <laughs> <laughs> after growing up in uh, a small town. Unlike, you know, some people this to this day... Well, let me just say, it is great to have you here. You talked about how you felt like you were expected to become a teacher, and it really is just so inspiring how you overcame that and went on to earn your career in medicine. Not only that, but choosing to go back to a small town and looking to provide care where I personally think it's needed most. You know, I think about that more from a perspective of there's a lot of positive feedback in small towns and you do get something from that that I think you would not be able to feel a sense of achievement like that in many of the cities and things but I you know that's my personal bias. Yeah, and like you said, living in a rural setting provides those closer relationships and allows for that feeling of connectedness to your work and the ways that you give back to the world. To speak to my own experiences a little bit, having that great role model made a big difference in the things I'm passionate about. Healthcare has always played a central role in our family dynamic, and for the most part, it's just been a great opportunity. Not only did I get to grow up with some background on how underserved and rural areas function and get by within the healthcare field, but I also got to see some of the issues providers might face in working challenging hours and holding such a central role to the community. Yeah, when we first moved out to South Central South Dakota, uh, the position that I took was full-spectrum family practice where you had your clinic in the morning, or actually hospital rounds in the morning, and then clinic starting at 8, and then throughout the day you might be covering the emergency room, taking phone calls from the nursing home, um, and then you were on call that night. It was really one of those truly old-school, you know, traditional family medicine places where, you know, there was just no limit to how many hours that you put in. Um, And that was difficult, you know, balancing the work that you did and feeling, you know, the responsibility that you did at work and knowing that you had responsibilities at home. it's, It's a tough job. You know, healthcare in rural areas, there is a lot of burnout, and that's a that's an important thing, probably not just in healthcare, uh, but in general. Yeah, and that balance between having rewarding but challenging work is important in a lot of ways too. You covered it well. I mean, 
there's a lot of burnout and it takes a strong individual to do the work that you and other rural healthcare providers do. And I think that's been really important to me growing up. It kind of leads me into my own career path because as I was growing up, I had so many classmates and teachers that thought I would grow up to be just like you and become a doctor. I was really lucky because I did grow up with the privilege of getting to explore that option. And looking back on the differences in lives between me and other students I grew up with, I think I had an early understanding of the privileges and resources that were available to me. I was able to move away and go to Augustana and explore my options in a way that a lot of students can't. So hopefully this podcast can serve as a bridge for people that care about medicine and care about rural health. It's oftentimes not just difficult to make a successful career in healthcare, but it can be really hard to access healthcare in these areas as well. There is a need in South Dakota for rural health care programs, whether it's mental health, medical clinics, dental care, drug and alcohol abuse. Resources. Resources, yes, in South Dakota. And we do have a, a wonderful people in the state that do many of those things, but it's not always accessible, especially in the rural areas. And that's where we hope to come in, you know, through the organization where I work, is getting people who really don't know where to turn for those things um, because, you know, they are miles away and they have, don't have the transportation or they don't have the know-how of getting to the dentist, you know, um, getting their preventative care, you know, their colonoscopies, their, their blood work, their pap smears, their, you know, education, you know, type of things for their health care. They just don't know where to start. And um, being able to provide that is, is just so rewarding. And I think we're going to talk a little bit later about how I, you know, hope to maybe solve some of those issues or at least provide some informational resources, but just to kind of get back to my own background, you know, I think when I went to school, you know, wanting to become a doctor, I realized pretty quickly that I wasn't enjoying the biology aspect. Um, Biology can be super interesting, and I really understand why people want to pursue careers in providing or, you know, developing scientific research, but I just found the social side of healthcare to be really interesting. And I really couldn't understand why health equity wasn't, you know, a bigger priority, not only, you know, in South Dakota, but across the nation. And I'd say I'm definitely an analyzer, you know, in my mind. I'm constantly evaluating what I'm doing and what I enjoy and what I'm passionate about. So when it came to choosing my career, those first couple years when I knew that I was going down a pretty long path. I think I knew it wasn't the right one. And so my sophomore year of undergraduate school, I had a conversation with my advisor who had led me to a new minor at Augustana. And that was the medical humanities and societies minor. And it really opened my eyes to so many diverse careers within, you know, social sides of medicine and 
public health and my passions for health education and health equity. So, you know, that brings up something that I think about quite often is in the smaller towns, when you're going through high school, you don't know about all of those possibilities. And when we as parents don't know about them either. And how many, how many different subspecialties of various things, you know, are going into, you know, like you said, for example, uh, parts of public health that I, I didn't even know existed, you know, you don't find those kind of things out until you leave the small town and become educated about what's out there and what's not out there. Yeah, and it definitely wasn't easy, I would say, for me to switch away from medical school. You know, I don't know if you remember, but the first time I brought it up to you was on a vacation over the 4th of July in the Black Hills. We were staying at a little cabin out there. (laughs) (laughs) And it was really hard to tell you, but I just felt like I had this big expectation to go to medical school, not only, you know, because you were a doctor, but I had classmates and people would come up to me over Christmas breaks and times when I was home and ask me if I was still planning on going to medical school. And it was kind of a, uh, you know, I, <laughs> it's still on my mind, but, you know, I, I couldn't really say no at that point. It was really hard. And um, to this day, I, I'm still running into old classmates that are shocked I haven't applied to medical school. So, you know, it's just something that you have to figure out. And I think eventually I just decided I have to do what's best for myself and have faith that everything would work out. And so I finished my degree in biology and decided to pursue that master's degree in public health. And I'm still working on completing that online through USD. And I'm so glad that I made that switch because I think ultimately I would have so many regrets if I never explored this passion for, you know, acknowledging social medicine and rural health, but also, you know, all the different programs like we talked about that are in South Dakota. So yeah, you know, just challenging the ways in which healthcare is viewed and understood right here in South Dakota. Yeah, it sounds like you um, had certain expectations for yourself um, and you felt that other people had those expectations for you too. But in reality, as you learn more and you morph into that person that you are ultimately becoming, you know, that's what you need to do. Just because I'm a doctor doesn't mean you have to be a doctor. I think you said it once very truthfully. So, Mom, I, I love that you're taking care of people and what you're doing. It's great. But you're not exactly changing the world. <laughs> Oh, you totally are. You know, every small piece matters. And, you know, ultimately, whenever I think I was kind of going back and forth when I was still in those early stages of, okay, what's going on? You know, I wasn't real sure at that point. One of the big things that I was thinking about was, yes, like, oh, my gosh, it would be so rewarding to go back home and be a doctor in one of these small communities. But then as I started to explore the social side of medicine, that was actually really something that was hard to let go of. And I think I kind of coped with that by telling myself, well, you know, maybe you can encourage more people to go back and work in those areas someday. 
So, you know, I coped with it by maybe you could be a bigger piece. Yeah, you know, you want to go change things. You want to change the way things are in South Dakota. You want to help change policy. You want uh, to make it easier, you know, for people and for providers and for the population in general. So not that it was a negative thing to me, but that it was you had a different agenda. Yeah, and, you know, I'm still figuring that agenda out as I go. But this podcast is definitely going to be a piece of it. Just to get started talking about what this is going to be, it's something I've been looking forward to for a really long time. One of the first things I considered when changing my career was like, you know, people were asking me, oh, well, what do you think you'll do? And it's like, well, I think having a podcast would be really fun. One of the first things that this is going to be is a resource. You know, this is a place to learn, a place to hear about the different programs and opportunities that exist within South Dakota. And I look forward to having those conversations, you know, inviting professionals in and helping talk through some of the services that South Dakota provides to its residents. On top of that, we will be talking through some challenging issues as well. seems like every time I talk about how I'm going to have a podcast with someone, they're like, oh, you need to talk to this person and bring this up and the list goes on and there's no shortage of topics to be had. But, you know, some of the policies and bills that affect South Dakota might be challenging to talk about. I will be discussing my own opinions of them. I do have a background on a lot of subjects because of my master's in public health right now. So I think I can speak to really diverse fields of health. I also do have that biology background. But I I also recognize that I'm human and I certainly will make mistakes. I just kind of encourage listeners to keep an open mind for, you know, every point of view. Just think of it as a fun process of something to listen to on your way to work or whatever. Yeah, you grew up immersed in uh, healthcare disparity, volunteering really uh, with the ambulance service and some of the programs you did there, and having a, a mom who's a family physician out there in a need area next to the reservation. You know, you really did live that life. You know, when you were younger too. Yeah, I I mean, I remember going and sitting in your office when Abby and I were kids and just coloring or doing whatever while you were (laughs) finishing up your clinic work. It's just been such a big part of my life from such an early age, and it's not something that I want to stop. It's something that I want to pursue, and, you know, I want to find a way to make this fun, too. There will be times when I invite people in if, you know, I just think that their field of work is really interesting. And there are so many cool research projects and fields of healthcare that I've come across that I really want to use this opportunity as a way to share some of those fun and fascinating ideas and developments our state has made in the healthcare realm. That's exciting. And it's good to be, you know, looking into the positive aspects of the future and what's to come because there are many things that are positive and, and, problems that are being solved and we are moving forward you always you know hear on the news about the negative and about everyone's differences but it's exciting to see where this can all go 
Yeah. And like we talked about, I think I have a pretty unique experience of growing up in a rural area because I really loved my community. I hold such a high regard for the small communities of South Dakota. And, you know, I understand that this podcast should be focused on everyone in the state, whether you live on a golf course in Sioux Falls or an isolated community or even a reservation. And hopefully there will be topics for everyone. And I'm just really excited to get started. Thank you, Mom, for coming in and helping me talk through this introduction. Um, I love you, and I'm so Mm -hmm. proud of where I come from, and I owe you everything. Uh, Thank you. Anything else you want to talk about? Well, I do have a question for you. Okay. Um, When I think of public health care in the United States, oftentimes, overall in the United States, people think about the cities, the big cities in the Harlem or like, you know, the lower socioeconomic situations that they have there. Um, They tend to take over the political landscape based on huge needs like that. In South Dakota, we have, you know, small areas of where the poverty is, um, and it's more spread out. And the political landscape here doesn't really see that in their backyard. They don't see the homeless people. They don't see the child abuse. It's just not so in their face as it is in a city. Do you think that's a challenge, you know, for you and, you know, the up-and-coming public health sector in meeting those challenges through the, the legislature and, and getting things passed and, and doing what needs to be done? Of course. I think, you know, it'll always be a challenge, you know, just talking about policies and bills a little bit, um, you know, what I'm really here to do is tell people what they can do about it, who they should contact if they, you know, want to fight for a certain bill to get passed because it will help their small community. What programs exist to, you know, help get those bills up on the ballot and those kinds of things to hopefully get the ball rolling. I don't want to leave things out. And the great thing about having full control of this podcast is that I can say what I think without being, you know, restrained or haltered in some way um, about what I actually want to say about the topic. So, yes, it's a challenge, but ultimately challenges are how we make changes. So I will certainly have those underserved communities at the forefront of my mind during the majority of my discussions. And I would suspect that many other public health officials focus on doing the same. And with that, I just want to say thank you again to everyone who has and is helping shape my career from friends and family to teachers, professors, advisors, classmates, and even coworkers. Um, You, your families, and your communities are on my mind, and I hope you find this a safe space to learn about health and enjoy the great state of South Dakota.